Revelation chapter 21. And I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth were passed away, and there was no more sea. And I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people, and God himself shall be with them and be their God. And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. He that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said, And to me write, for these words are true and faithful. He said unto me, It is done. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give unto him that is the thirst of a fountain of the water of life freely. He that overcometh shall inherit all things, and I will be his God, and he shall be my son. And we'll stop right there. But I want to go back to verse 2. And I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. Don't really know which way to go. We've had this this verse with us. <coughs> and you need to pray for me for a few minutes. I've had an old cold this week. But if we had a little thought or a text, it would be going home. And uh, so you pray for just a minute. I remember, and maybe I'll just start with this anecdote some of you around here remember my grandpa my my papa's what i called him papa strange and he got really sick when he was around 60 he had a disease that caused your skin the extremities of your fingers your toes and things like that to harden it was called scleroderma had never been heard heard of in this area until he had it and uh, he uh, spent, they had to go to Vanderbilt for him to receive treatment. And he stayed down there for several weeks on end. And he had five children, and the children would take turns a week at a time going to stay with him. And he was in and out of the hospital several times over the course of about a year or so. The last time that he was in the hospital, uh, he said to, uh, Get everything ready. I'm going home. And some of his kids were talking to him. And they said, well, we'll have the car here in a minute. And we'll take you back to Dutch Bottoms. He said, no, I'm not going to Dutch Bottoms. I'm going on home. And not just two or three days after that, he left this world. He knew where he was going. Amen. He, it was just a day or two for him. And I don't know, it may be tonight for me. It may be in 30 years from now. I have no idea. 
but I know in whom I have believed. And I'm persuaded that he's able to keep that that I've committed unto him against that day. I know where I'm going. I'm going to heaven when this life is over. Not because I've been good, because I sure haven't. I have failed the Lord miserably. You're looking at the biggest failure the Lord ever seen fit to give salvation to. So it's not because I'm good. It's not because I'm a preacher. Not because I'm educated. I, I wouldn't, if I couldn't read my name in boxcar letters, if I was totally illiterate and I needed salvation, the Lord would have still saved me. Men in this life will, will look at folks and they'll judge them and they'll call certain ones out. If they don't look like them, they don't talk like them, they don't act like them, they don't believe like they do. Aren't you glad the Lord don't call any? Amen. As a matter of fact, He's never made one He doesn't love. Amen. And I've got news for you, He made them all. I remember the little song, and I'm just going to talk for a minute. I'm glad for what I can feel. We used to sing the little song around the piano over at Rankin with Pat Cody. Red and yellow, black and white. They are precious in his sight. Jesus loves the little children of the world. I was just a little child when I sang that, and I'm still the least. I'm still just a little child. I may have some gray in my hair. I may have the stature of a full-grown man and the weight of a full-grown man. I'll always be one of his little children. He's made a hope for me, and I'm going home one day after a while. The song says, when he calls me, I will fly away. Aren't you glad this is not all there is? Paul said, if I had hope of Christ in this life only, I'd be of all men most miserable. If this was as good as it got, with disease, with this pandemic that we I never thought in my lifetime I'd live through something like we've been through over the last two years. And yet here we are. How many loved ones have we lost? How many faithful Christians have we lost? Good godly men and women over the course of the last two years. And yet here we are. They've outstripped us. They've gone on. They knew where they were going. And I do too. And you do too if you've been saved by the grace of God. As a matter of fact, one of the ones that we lost recently, Garrett Bell, some of you know him, he's had a radio broadcast on WCRK for the last 30 years or longer, every morning at 8.30 from 8.30 to 9.30, and they sang this song, he and some women that he sang with, a trio, don't worry about me, I'm going over. You know what he did a few days ago? He went over, he made the journey, he's going home, and one day I'll get to go there as well. If this was all there was, a land of disease, a land of sin, 
a land of hatred, a land of heartache, a land of graveyards, a land of hospitals. If this was all there is, hope would be gone. But I know in whom I believed. I know where my hope lies, John. When I asked Jesus to save me, I put my trust in Him. I gave Him my soul. His blood is on my soul. And it's not my goodness. It's not my good works. It's not my charity. It's His blood that's going to help me to go home one day after a while. Revelations 21 verse 2. And I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. I've got three sons. And I went through the process myself years ago. Many of you ladies have done it as well. And you may put on a special outfit or spruce up a little extra makeup or something other if you and your mate are going to go out to eat or something of that nature, go, go to a concert or something like that. But you never have put as much time into fixing yourself up and looking your very best as you did on the day that you got married. They'll, these ladies will spend hundreds, some of them thousands of dollars, to get the perfect dress. The one that fits just right. The one that when everybody sees her and she's standing at the back of the sanctuary when the music starts and they turn around, the dress where everybody sees her, they won't be able to believe how beautiful she is. They'll spend hours and maybe several hundred dollars just for a hairdo that looks perfect. The curls, the right color, you name it. And preacher, where's this going? I'm getting to it. The perfect dress, the perfect hairdo, makeup fixed to look just right, shoes that are, are suitable for the occasion. Everything has to be just perfect because she's a bride adored for her husband. That's what it's going to be when we go home. Everything will be perfect. We'll be the apple. We already are the apple of God's eye. But I'm here to tell you today, when we see Jesus, what a day that'll be. There'll be you won't be able to believe the signs that we'll get to see the bride coming down to meet the groom on that day. We'll walk down the streets of glory. There'll be no hospitals. There'll be no pain. There'll be no graveyards. There'll be no death. There'll be no sin. It'll all be glory when we go home. <laughs> Did you know people on this side have tried to ugly her up? Well, they sure have. 
They've said she's unnecessary in 2021. They've said we don't need her in this modern age. They've said that the church of the living God is obsolete, optional, something to do when there's nothing better to do. Let me relay this to you, and I don't know who I'm talking to. The church holds the key to your child's salvation. Amen. And if you go to heaven, if your child goes to heaven, they'll come through the bride of Christ. Ephesians chapter 5. Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave Himself for it. That's how beautiful He thought she was. That's how special she thought He thought she was. He gave His life on Calvary for her. Shed every drop of blood He had. He was beaten for her. He was wounded for our transgressions. He who's our and we're the bride, the church of the living God, wounded for our transgressions, for our sin. He had to pay the price, but He did it because He loved us and because He gave His life on Calvary and rose on the third and appointed morning. We've got a better place to go to when this life is over. Amen. Not a one of us will deserve to be there. Preacher, I want to see my mansion. I'm just going to be glad I get to go. Because <laughs> if you read the Bible, and I've preached on this before, if the righteous scarcely, that means we just barely going to make it in. You've heard the old saying, hadn't you? Just old country boy, that's what I am. By the skin of your teeth. Yeah. <laughs> that's how close it was with me. If the righteous scarcely be saved where shall the sinner and the ungodly appear where are going to be those folks that say I don't need the church today where are those folks going to be that say oh that's just a bunch of wives tales based on fear for men to soothe their conscience with where are those folks going to be that say there is no God I'm going to preach to you right now they'll be murdered for an eternity because the only way to get from earth to glory is through the blood of Jesus Christ You'll go with the bride or you won't go. Oh, Lord. You got to get this, John. Somebody's going to get mad. He's not shacking up with her. Married to. Amen. Marriage is honorable and the bed undefiled. Is that not the book? Is that not just as much Bible as John 3 16? Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Now I know we don't have many young folks here tonight, but the ones that we have that are here, I'm going to preach this to you. Value yourself. Cherish what God has given you. Keep it covered. Amen. Amen. 
We love John 3.16. Well, let me give you some more scripture. Being modest apparel. I've heard some preachers preach. That's all they want to preach. Oh, how people ought to dress. I'm going to preach you this. The inside is just as important as the outside. Because the outside is a manifestation of what's on the inside. Let me tell you something, young ladies. Let me tell you something, young men. The first thing somebody needs to know about you if you're attracted to them is that you love Jesus. That's right. He is number one. They will never be. He is number one. Well, preacher, you preach to those young folks. I've seen folks my age, folks older than me. They get divorced, they're widowed, and they go crazy. Listen to me. Jesus is always number one. Amen. And anybody that gets between you and your relationship with Jesus, you don't need in your life because He's the bride worthy. He's the groom and we're the bride and that's the end of the relationship. There is no other way. I'm here to tell you the church is essential. It's important. Listen now folks, if I want to be fed, I've got a kitchen over there and Tabby Tabby has a matter of fact fixed me something to eat this afternoon. If I want to eat, I know where the food is at, I know where the kitchen's at, I know where the table is. If I don't want to eat, I won't go there. And apparently, there's a lot of Christians starving to death because they can't darken the door of the church house. Your spiritual man, there's an inward man. Why am I having to preach this? Johnny, I don't want to be a smart aleck. I don't want to be ugly. But when the Lord gives it to me, that's all I got. You would not dare think of depriving your body of food Day after day. Now, I don't know. People are different. And I'll just give you an example. My wife, my son, are different than I am when it comes to to eating. I talked to my son one day. He had went 26 hours, had worked, slept, was on his way to work again. I said, son, did you get anything to eat? Yeah, I got a candy bar. That's all he had had for 26 hours. I'd be so grouchy you couldn't stand me. I have to have three meals a day. I have to be fed. If I don't, there's something wrong with me. I can't think straight. I can't act straight. I can't walk straight. I have to eat. There's just something physiologically with me. I can't explain it. But I'm here to tell you today, I, this spiritual man needs food as well. It needs to feel the power of God every once in a while. It needs to feel the Spirit move in and show me where I am and where I ought to be. And I found out along life's way, most of the time, when I'm fed, when I'm hungry, when the Spirit moves, I'm a lot farther away than I thought I was. Yeah. And there's always room for me to move up and get a little closer. Amen. I just don't understand. 
that this morning of flesh is flesh, and that this morning of spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I say unto you, you must, I don't know where this is coming from. <laughs> Marvel not that I say unto you, you must be born again. See, the spiritual man has to eat as well. What do they eat? Same thing I told you Sunday. What did Jesus say you was? The bread of life. The singers that came here a while back, they sang this song. When you're talking about that old time religion, then I know what you're talking about. When folks began to talk and tell about the goodness of God, a big tears rolls off their face, this spiritual man could eat. Yeah. When the preacher gets real deep down in the Word of God and the power of God is all over him and he's getting right on top of my toes and standing and I know he knows absolutely nothing about me, that spiritual man can eat. I'm here to tell you today, it's not all bad. The world is bad. The world is wicked. But there's still some goodness left. How do you know, preacher? Because the bride is still here. And when she leaves, all the good things on this earth will be gone. We'll be headed that way, John. I know people believe in different ways. I believe the Bible says He'll come down on the clouds of glory. We'll rise to meet Him in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. And I, there is a specific reason for every verse in the Bible. You know what the very next verse is in that chapter? The last verse. It says, Comfort ye one another with these words. All I know is going home means being with Jesus Amen. for an eternity. I'll be done in a second. Place where there is no misunderstanding. And from all enmity and strife were free. No unkind words to wound the soul were given. Oh, this is just what heaven means to me. What will it be? I have not seen. Ear had not heard, neither has it entered in the hearts of man the good things the Lord has in store. That's, I don't even can't even imagine what it's going to be like. I'm just glad we get to go. Amen. When we get over yonder and join the throne upon the glassy sea. And praise Christ forever. Oh, this is just what heaven means to how you know you're gonna to get to go home. Because my name's recorded. When we are done here, as long as the Lord will permit me, I will get in my car and if it cranks and I can get it out of the parking lot, I will go to 3020 Oliver Street. White Pine, Tennessee. Do you know why I'm going there? Because down at Danridge at the county courthouse, there's a piece of paper with my name on it that says I have ownership in that property. When this life is over, 
If he comes to get me before he comes to get you, John, you know where I'll be. Amen. I hold a clear title to a mansion. My name is recorded. Not because I paid for it. He paid it all for me. What an enormous price he had to pay so that I could go home. He paid the debt for all of my sin. And he didn't blink an eye. He didn't wince. He didn't stop to consider. He didn't doubt. He didn't wonder if it's worth the price. He went and paid it all on Calvary so I can go home when this life is over. Let me get this and I'll be done. You know this song. I won't have to cross Jordan alone. Jesus died all my sins to atone. Can't remember the rest of it. But I've got news for you. I'm not going by myself. If he waits for you. Well, you used to sing that too, John. Yeah. I'll be waiting. Let me tell you how I'm going home. Is that all right? You've got another five minutes. I'm sure I'm sorry to say to you, but I better make it five. John asked you if you know a sinner and you raise your hand. I'm going home. Are you? Let's see. Are you going with me? We all going together, aren't we? Yeah. You may not care much for me, but I've got news for you. If you've been saved, we're going to live together. Amen. Yeah. I'm just going to love you. And I can grow on you. We're going together. We're going together. If you read the scripture... It says that it uh, talks about the 12 gates and the gates are never closed because there's only one way to get there. You can't get there on your goodness. You can't get there because you donate all your check. You can't get there on your church membership. You can't get there because you help others who are in need. You'll only get there through the blood of Jesus Christ. Amen. That's, that's why the gates don't have to be closed, because you can't get there any other way. Nobody's going to sneak in. Nobody's going to pull you in. Nobody's going to sneak in. Did you read what Father Abraham told the rich man? He said, between us and you, there is a great gulf. Yes. So that no man could come from thence to us, and no man can come from us to you. They can't get there because they don't have the blood. John saw a number no man can number. I've preached on that before. I told you about Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Moses, the prophets, the disciples, the apostles, you name it. Now you let your mind go back to the time that you got saved. Who was that that was loving on you? 
Who was that that was holding your hand and had an arm around you? Who was that person that told you about how Jesus loved you? About how he died for you? Who was that that prayed for you when you're a sinner? They're going to be there. Yeah. And you'll get to be there with them. See, friend, when with a Savior we enter the glory land, won't it be wonderful there? Won't it be wonderful there? Having no burdens to bear, joyfully seen with heart bells all ringing, oh, won't it be wonderful there? You know what's going to make it wonderful? It's not going to be the gold. It's not going to be the gates of pearl, the walls of jasper. It's not going to be the mansions. It's going to be the Savior. Amen. It's going to be Jesus. Amen. That's Amen. what's going to make it heaven. Amen. You see, friend, I'm going home. Meal's going to be provided. <laughs> Do you know this? Some folks, just like the children of Israel, was God provided for them, didn't He? Yeah. He caused manna to come down, and they complained. They said, "Our soul loatheth this manna. You've never had a meal." Now listen. I'll hush in a second. We have services where we have a meal. Somebody brings chicken, somebody brings ham, somebody brings turkey, somebody brings green beans. Whatever you bring, and by the time we put everything together, it makes a pretty good meal. Every once in a while, we get to eat. That spiritual man gets to eat. Somebody will testify, somebody will sing, somebody will preach, somebody will shout, and the power of God falls. Amen. And the spiritual man gets to eat. And we get to sit down together in a heavenly place. One little bitty spot. Wait till we get there. And we get to shout all over God's head. Preacher, when I get there, I'm going to shout. I wouldn't wait if I was you. I'd just go ahead and get started now. Amen. Because it's worth shouting about. You may have had a hard day today. Weeping may endure for a night. Joy cometh in the morning. We're going home. We're going home. No matter what, I, I can't tell you what's waiting on me tomorrow. As to my knowledge, I'll get up, I'll get ready, I'll get cleaned up, I'll go to work. And I'll put my day in. But God may have other plans for me. I don't know what hills, what valleys, what heartaches, what sorrows i got to face. But I know this. Whether it's tonight or 30 years from now, 
There'll be a great day one day after a while where I'll get to go home. Aren't you glad you get to go?